Of the two men who lay beside each other on the ridge, watching the kidnappers' camp, one was to take a mortal wound that night, the other a wound that would make him live forever. Neither could know it, for the gods had not cursed them with the far-seeing eye. Neither would have cared if they had known. Half odds or good odds was a law they lived by in the hills of the Sarfardi, where death was so easy to come by. Both would have taken the bet and gone to grave or immortality with a gambler's accepting smile. Neither cared about anything other than what they did next. About that they cared a great deal. And because of it, the two men, closer than brothers, did what they rarely did, quarrelled in short, angry whispers. Because I claimed it first. Only because I did not think you would be so stupid as to do so. Stupid. As the chicken without a head. As the donkey following its tail. As the... Ashtan! Ferrosh held up his hand to halt his friend's comparisons before he went round the farmyard. How often must I prove it? I am better at the close work. Better? Ashtan reached to make a gap in the grasses before him and spat carefully through it. You base this outrageous boast on one night in a trow, and that other in Kaba, plus the dawn raid on Tamir. Pah! Ashtan hawked another impressive amount of phlegm, bent to spit, and Ferrosh used the brief interlude of silence to deploy his winning argument. Besides, brother, when I run from the camp, dragging the girl and the boy, with five screaming Sarfadi a pace behind, who is the more likely to make at least three shots in the dark? He smiled. For I will reluctantly concede that, at night at least, you are better with a bow than I. Ashtan, about to spit, swallowed instead. By night, by day, in my sleep or drunk, I am better with a bow than you. He grunted, then shrugged. Well, brother, if you are so keen to court death in the form of a spear up your arse, so be it. He still had the grass parted for the spit and peered through the gap again. This is how it goes. I will be behind that pile of rocks there. You run straight from the fire towards me. When you reach that bush that's shaped like a crouching leopard, you throw the kidnap down. I take two of the bastards then, backlit by flame, you a third with your tacker. He tapped the throwing knife, sheathed on Ferrosh's forearm. Drop, draw, throw. If the other two stop there long enough to wonder what is happening, I take them then. If not, see if you truly are good enough at close work to hold them off till I get there to save you again. Agreed? Ferrosh thought of continuing the argument, but they didn't have time. Agreed, he grinned. Though one wonders who is the officer here, and who the mere soldier. This in your mother's milk, Ashtan spat again and grinned back. Come, let's go kill someone. It uh, doesn't worry you that they could be your cousins, Ferrosh asked as they slid down into the gully and checked their weapons. These? Did you not note them by their fire? They are Clan Geltcher. Renowned fuckers of their own livestock, a disgrace. Besides, he inserted an arrow's notched end into his mouth, pulled it out, its feathers now glistening and smooth. One of them is Tamin the One-Eyed, 
He once laid his hand upon my sister Serrani's arm. He placed another arrow in his mouth, drew it out. Him I might just wound and make his death a long, slow pleasure later. No. Ferrosh checked that his short sword slid easily from the sheath on his back, that the knives, one on each of his forearms, the cutter and the thrower, were secure. Then he drove three arrows tip-first into the soil beneath the lip of the gully and laid his own bow beside them. Do not take the risk. There are five of them to two of us. They may fuck their own goats, but they are still Sarfardi warriors. Besides, the girl and the boy will be terrified. We must get them back to the city and their family swiftly. No time for slow pleasures. He rose to a crouch. And that, soldier, is an order.'